This podcast is sponsored by The Yarn Collective. The Yarn Collective collaborate with independent knitwear designers such as Bristol Ivy, Carol Feller and Melanie Berg to curate yarn collections. Offering luxurious hand-dyed yarns in a range of fresh and vibrant colourways, these bring together the skills of the dyer and designer along with the finest of fibres. Exploring dye techniques from hand painting to kettle dyeing, the Yarn Collective present a beautiful range of tones that lend themselves to a variety of projects, such as the patterns developed by their collaborating designers. You can find the Yarn Collective and their patterns online at theyarncollective.com. And welcome to POMCAST. I'm Lydia Gluck and here is... Sophie Scott. <laughs> I let her say her own name this hey! time. <laughs> we bring you the podcast which is part of the magazine Pom Pom Quarterly and this episode is extra special because we have a live version that was recorded at POMFest. Heard of it? Little old festival that uh, happened just this weekend. We are still in the aftershocks of the... <laughs> the earthquake that Yeah, manifest. if you can hear slightly tired, happy but slightly tired voices, that's because uh, it's been a busy time. It has, but we, well, I wouldn't have not done it for the world. No, we had an absolute blast. We did. And, um, and not just at the Pomcast live section. True, it was, it, was an, it was an amazing time. Yeah. It was lovely. It was really special. It was um, an event to mark uh, the five-year anniversary of Pom Pom. Mm-hmm. It's been five whole years of making the magazine and... Various other items that we make. And four-ish years of the podcast. So, yeah, we took it live, baby. <laughs> Especially for the enjoyment of the Pomcats who attended. And now, for you, whether or not you attended Pomcast, you get to hear the uh, live version. I was going to say highlights, but it's actually most it's of it. pretty much, yeah. The, the general whole amount of it. Bear in mind that there are a couple of swears, mm-hmm. um, but it's all good, clean fun. Yeah, pretty the much. Of it. Um, <laughs> Even though Juju was there. Yeah, you can hear Juju <laughs> a lot in the background. Um, so we have to say a huge thank you to um, Pomfest sponsors, which of course were Loop, lovely yarn shop in London, and Fig Tree Yarns, who are Pomcast Live sponsors. Big thanks to those guys. Thanks to our sponsors for this episode, the Yarn Collective. Um, thanks. We're going to do a lot of thank yous, basically, guys. That's how we're going to start this episode. Thanks to all the vendors who came to Pomfest. Thank you all to wonderful guest speakers. Uh, a lot of people asking about the speak speeches, the speaks that those <laughs> guest speakers did. Whether we'll have them on the Pomcast? Yes and no is basically the answer. Coming soon, some of them. Um, thank you to all you Pomcats, the people who came to the festival. Yeah, it was you guys really made it. Yeah. Wouldn't have been the same without True, you. True, would have been stood in a very big empty space going, oh, this is going, nice. oh, we've got balloons and yeah. nothing else. <laughs> um, so many people, lovely people came to talk to us. Um, I'm just a little overwhelmed at the... It was, yeah, it was brilliant. And thank you, of course, to the volunteers who helped us make it happen. Thanks to the tech team who oh, made us sound really swish. They made us sound cool and they were a riot. Yeah, they really got into the knitting spirit. <laughs> um, Thanks to special... Thanks to one pom cat, Ali, who gave us little presents. Yeah, handmade presents, Thank nonetheless. You. Didn't expect that. I was very overwhelmed. I know, a little upgrade there from uh, mini eggs. Not that I'm saying hey, I hey. don't love mini eggs, because they're my favourite. So, this version of the Pomcast, yes, it's a live version. We've got Eli as our main host. We thought we'd get him from behind the computer. I know, after he was such a hit from uh, the horror stories. And, and more. speaking of those, just wait. Um, Just a, an additional note, The uh, well, we're kind of giving things away, but at the end you'll hear a very exciting karaoke song 
which we have re-recorded due to the enthusiastic levels of shouting <laughs> from the audience and us during the original recording. Mainly us. Mainly us, making it unintelligible. <laughs> um, but we have to say there was uh, a stage inv- invasion of dancing people at there, the end. There so. really was. It, it did make me feel like a rock star. Yeah. Oh, and as always, you can always check out the show notes about this episode, which is pompommag.com, and uh, find out some more stuff about the magazine and uh, what we're up to. So enjoy. Here's a little slice of what Pomcast Live was like. <laughs> I've got a microphone. Oh, it works. This is very fancy. I feel like I'm doing a TED talk. This is really great. <laughs> uh, I've got a clipboard and everything. Um, so yes, hello, Pomfest. Is this the first Pomfest? I think this is pretty great. It's also the first. Uh, live, proper live Pomcast episode. Uh, we've been making this podcast for about four years, I think we said, which is a long time to make a podcast. Um, and it's been pretty fun. All right, now this is going to be a little annoying for some of you because I can already see that loads of people are knitting. But I need everybody to stand up. That's right. You were first up there. You were ready to go. That was good. Come on, that'd be good. we play a little game. There's going to be prizes tonight. Exciting action, Bellinis. It's all happening. All right, that's pretty much everyone. Okay, so we've got a few prizes to win. So I'm going to try and whittle it down because we don't have enough for all of you, obviously. Um, so stay standing. All right, once you're stand, once you sat down, that's it. You're out. Okay, no second chances. Playing for keeps. Okay. All right. So stay standing. This is an easy one, actually. Stay standing if you've ever read Pom Pom magazine. Oh, come on! Seriously? You're in the front row. Okay, second one. You ready? People are still knitting standing up. It's amazing. I can't believe you can do that. Uh, Stay standing if you are a subscriber. Be honest to Pom Pom Quarterly. Oh, I see. Well done for being honest. That's good. (laughs) All right. Well done to those still standing. It's nice to see. Stay standing if you listen to the podcast that I slave over every month, trying to make Lydia's laughs less loud. These are, you're all Pomcast listeners? You're all Pomcats? You got the badge? Maybe later. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, stay standing if you brought your knitting. Pretty easy to see. Oh, sit down, sir. All right, there's still a lot of them. Okay. Now this is a bit, getting a little bit more niche, a bit more deep cuts. Stay standing if you have ever knitted something from Take Heart. Ooh. <laughs> How many have we got here? Is that three? Yep. One, two, three. Those people get prizes. Give them a round of applause. That went perfectly. So if you want a prize. We only have three prizes. That was great. All right, so I need to do a quick announcement. Those prizes uh, have been donated to, uh, to us by uh, Jill Draper, uh, Fine Fish Yarns, and Norn. Did I say that right? Yes. Norn. Cool name. Um, all right, so uh, I think we're running a little bit late, so I'm going to speed things up. So uh, without further ado, I need to introduce the hosts of the Pomcast. We are recording right now, by the way. This is being recorded. You're all going to be famous. Um, we have, uh, I don't know how to describe it. We've got sort of walking, laugh, track, Lydia Gluck. And sentient pun machine. <laughs> Sophie Scott. 
please welcome to the stage. Hello! <laughs> welcome to Podcast Live. I'm Lydia Gluck, and this is my co-host, Sophie Scott. We uh, host the podcast that's part of the magazine Pom Pom Quarterly. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so, we're going to bring on Megan on stage because Megan doesn't get to be involved in the podcast and we thought we need to in do... In the live version. She's here. We're going to yeah. get her involved. But before we get going, let's thank um, Fig Tree Yarns, Imogen at Fig Tree Yarns for sponsoring. A big round of applause. <laughs> it's a wonderful yarn shop and again, couldn't do it without them. So as, thank you. As a sponsor, she went above and beyond with the advertising, uh, which we really loved. <laughs> Uh, they're a supplier of luxury yarn. We've got a lovely picture of Anzula here. Um, they're based in Jersey, but they ship all over the world, and we're so happy that Imogen could be here tonight as well. Thank you. All right. So we need uh, Megan Fernandez. We need Megan Fernandez, yeah. There's a lot of on again, off again. We hope you're enjoying this. And we're going to have Eli as quiz master. Yeah, you're coming on. Remember the run through? <laughs> so, we're going to do a series of games. We did say it was going to. Challenges, if you will. Challenges, if you will. Generation game styly. It's going to be interactive for you guys. We're going to ask the volunteers along the way. And as you can see, you can win prizes. So don't be shy. Pretty high stakes tonight, guys. Yep. Uh, I'm going to pass on to Eli, who's going to explain round one. Okay, I'm back. Um, <laughs> round one. This is a pretty tricky round, actually. I don't know why we're starting with it. Uh, round one, these three knitting pomcast pom-pom experts uh, are going to be blindfolded. They're blindfolding themselves because this is a family-friendly show. <laughs> and they are going to have to identify correctly three items that have been knitted and appeared in former pom-pom issues. By touch alone, which is pretty exciting. I'm not going to test their blindfolds. I'm assuming they're all grown-ups and they know how to do that. Okay, so um, I'm just going to get started. I'm going to randomly distribute three items from the pom-pom back catalog in no particular order. Here you go. Just uh, take a minute to feel around. That's for you. Finally, this is for you. We went to great lengths to make sure that they did not know what was in, these, in this bag. There was a special meeting, and I got called away uh, earlier on to uh, discover the answers, because I don't know what these things are. I don't read the magazine. All right, so I'm going to start with Megan. She looks pretty confident. She's already st She does, doesn't she? She does. Okay, Megan, uh, do you already know what it is? That is, that is pretty amazing. Okay, uh, go on, have a stab at it. It is Anna Maltz's Zazie Cal from issue 21. Jesus Christ. Hang on a second. Like a real host, I kept the answers in my host pocket. Is she right, Juju? I'm just going to ask Juju. Juju, that's right. You can take your blindfold off. Hey, round of applause. That's pretty incredible. Okay, uh, Lydia Gluck. Blackles, I feel like you're not going to be so confident as Megan. 
I, I know what it is. This is pretty remarkable. Okay, go on, have a stab. This is Netherton. Um, this is the reboot version. This is from the new version of issue one that we did. It's a reboot version? <laughs> yeah, man. Was <laughs> this Transformers? <laughs> okay. Juju, you designed it yourself? Why did I give it to you? <laughs> I didn't know that. That was not in the prep session, by the way. All right, Juju, is she right? All right, you can take it off. Hey! Oh my god, Sophie Scott, you are going to struggle now. You've just had two winners, very confident. Should we get you a cigarette or something? Are you okay? Firing squad? Pretty certain it's knitting. Pretty good. She is sharp. I, I know what it is. I identified it from the stitch pattern, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, that's what they all say. It's issue 20. Uh, it's well, it's the it's the one with the the bee stitch. Oh, it's it's the speckled. It's kind of paley, bluey, green, uh, and it's got like the rainbow speckle. It's la bienaimé, and it's got oh yeah, because it's got the bee stitch. Yeah, what's it called? Are we gonna tell her? All right, we'll wait. It's not called Azumi. It's not called Tini. Oh, Mille. Mille. Even I know what it is. Okay, you've got a sheet. What is it? Oh, she's pretty close. It's Melly. Oh, So, so, blindfold off. Yeah, yeah. All right. That was pretty tense. Um, I feel like. Definitely, at least Megan and Lydia deserve another round of applause. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, right, round two. Uh, for this one, we're going to need three volunteers. Um, don't, don't all put your hands up at once. All right, there's one. This lady's coming out. We need two more. Come on. There are prizes at the end of it. Uh, hang on. Okay, well, there's two ladies at the back. Oh, sorry, sorry. next time. You're going to be my first choice for the next volunteer round, okay? So you stay put. All right, we've got our three. Yeah, volunteer. Hello, volunteers. What's your name? Cass. Cass. Uh, what are you doing here? Are you like a seller? Are you a fan? What's going on? I'm just a reader and podcast listener. Oh, a podcast listener. We like those. We like Okay, come stand over here. Thank you. She's got a badge. Hello. Um, I'm Isla. Hello. Yes, what are you doing here? Um, knitter, fan, reader, listener. Podcast listener? Yes. Oh, Good, not just a general listener. Okay, last one, up you come. You came with a friend, didn't you? I'm Katie. Hello, Katie. Katie Green. Oh, you know, oh, it's an inside job. Okay, Katie Green, how are you doing? I'm good. Nervous. Fabulous. Nervous? Yeah, me too. It's tense up here, isn't it? Okay, um, well, can you come stand over here? Now, we're going to do something that's uh, a little ridiculous. I didn't really know what this game was until Sophie explained it to me. But this is, we're going to play a game called The Median Sheep. And this is how it's going to go. We have our easel here. I'm pretty much going to be the easel today because our easel was too small. Um, so what we're going to do is... I'm going to put this down. What we're going to do is we are going to give our three lovely Pomcast people 10 seconds to draw a sheep. They're each going to draw a sheep, but the winner is going to be the sheep that is the middle size. It's the median sheep. It's got to be smaller than one of them, but bigger than the other. They're only going to get 10 seconds to do this. Our volunteers are here to help keep 
the suspense, okay? <laughs> Are you all with it? Yeah. Okay, all right, splendid. Um, now, I think we're gonna start with uh, Gluckles over here because she's holding the berry. Kindly brought in by her father. So you know it's good. Um, right, oh, sorry, I forgot to choose a team member. So, um, right, you guys, it's down to you, really. You can just pick your favorite. Which one do you want? <laughs> which, one's, which one's team do you want to be on? Go on, I'll go first. You want to go with Lydia? Yeah. Right, Lydia team? Megan. Team Megan. Oh, I guess I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. We did talk about that when we were planning this. It's going to be someone who's just like, oh, I guess I'll take so good. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so uh, Lydia Gluck, are you ready? I'm going to give you the pen. I'm going to need a countdown from everybody. I'm going to ask you to hold this. Thirty sheep drawing seconds later. I'm back on the microphone. Okay, so uh, guys, you can come. You can join in. Right, stand behind your teammates. Actually, who's Team Megan, Team Sophie, Team Lydia? Right. So let's start. I think with uh, with with Team Lydia. Okay. Can you reveal, please, Team Lydia's sheep? Now, this is a pretty good sheep. Uh, its eyes are a little a little weird. It doesn't have a mouth. I like the tail, though. It has four legs, which I feel like we didn't get with all of our sheep. <laughs> but that's okay. It's pretty big. But, you know, they had a lot of space to work in. Okay, let's move on now. If you can just keep that held, thank you. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, Team Megan. Team Megan! No face. No face on this sheep. I think... Now, I'm really, really genuinely struggling to figure out which one is bigger. Um, do you think Megan's is bigger, Juju? More body bolt, yes, yes. Which I'm sorry, knitting is probably a good thing, right? Yeah, okay. Um, so that's pretty good. Uh, I'm still a bit worried there's no face. It's freaking me out a little bit. Right, um, so we're going to move on now to uh, Team Sophie. Sophie. Nice job here, Sophie. It's smiling. It's got, I guess, ears, four legs. Megan, four. Count them. Again, that's definitely the smallest, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, easily yeah. the smallest. Okay, so um, this is kind of hard. I need some help. Can you please? We've got Team Lydia. Who are you? Why do you have a tape measure? All right, we're going to do it that way. That's amazing. Okay, right, Lydia, you're going to have to do this. Okay. Obviously, we're doing centimeters. We're doing... Both, yeah, both. We did not plan this at all. It's, we're going to ignore Sophie's because it's easily this small. Nose to tail, Juju says. How many? 29 centimeters. 29 centimeters. Hold that in your head. 31. 31, oh my god. And that one's easily small. So, uh, the winner is Team Megan. No. The winner was Team Lydia, because she had the median sheep. Sorry, I missed it. All right, so here's what happens. Uh, Team Lydia, you get a prize. You guys, you get to keep those pictures. Give them a big round of applause, please. Thank you. You can keep that as well if you want. Yeah, you may as well, because it is signed, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fold it into a nice scroll. Easy transport. Thank you very much. I'm going to get my clipboard. Uh, okay.
Okay, you ready for round three? This is the last of uh, rounds at the moment. Um, this is a blankety-blank style quiz. I had to get the girls to explain what blankety-blank was to me a few days ago, but now I know. Um, these, Can I just uh, say thank you for the people who donated prizes? Thank you to Wool and Flower, thank you to Beyond Measure, and thank you Viola for giving those prizes for the Median Sheep Round. Lovely, lovely. Um, right, now, uh, so last, last one. These questions were submitted to us by the fabulous friend of the podcast, Bristol Ivy. And I keep them in my host's pocket. He them to me earlier. Now, um, the way this works is I'm going to say a sentence. And these uh, people are going to uh, think of a word that's going to go in the blank section of the sentence. I think this is something to do with RuPaul. But, uh, yeah, so a, a couple of gasps. Couple of appropriate gasps. Oh, we've got a fourth contestant. So I need that uh, fourth volunteer. Up you get. Come on. That's it. Give her a round of applause. She's putting her knitting away for a moment. <laughs> I thought for a second you were going to climb over, which would have been amazing. <laughs> okay, so while she gets here, so I'm going to read four sentences. You're each going to have, I don't know, five seconds to pick an answer that you think is appropriate or funny. I'm not quite sure how we're judging this yet. We're just going to see how it goes. So, um, you ready? Oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't say hello to our guests. Thanks for prompting me. You're like a... I feel like I should have an earpiece. I, no, I know. Hello. Hello. Cindy. Cindy. Hello, Cindy. Are you a seller or are you a fan or subscriber? I'm a subscriber and a fan. Subscriber and a fan. I'm a knitter. I think everyone here is a knitter. I think that's a safe thing. Are there some people who aren't knitters here? Put your hands up if you're not a knitter. Oh my, it's all the Glock family. Okay, so I'm gonna start with my first uh, statement written by Bristol Ivy, who's somewhere here, she's around. Where are you? Just make a noise. Ah, anything. Okay, there she is, hello. Right, are you all ready? <clears throat> this is tense. Silly Sally is so silly, she thought sticking meant blank. And you've got to put the blank in. Do you want me to say it again? I'll say it one more time. Silly Sally is so silly, she thought sticking meant blank. Five seconds. Five, four, three. Write frantically. Two. I'm going to give you another second because you swapped pens. One. And you're all finished. Okay. I'm going to start over here with Sophie Scott. Silly Sally is so silly, she thought sticking meant... Not wearing any wool, like streaking. That's pretty clever. That's pretty clever. Next one, Lydia Gluckles. Silly Sally is so silly, she thought sticking meant. It's no good. So much worse than Sophie. Yeah. Sophie wasn't bad. Then stinky, sticking, stinky. Uh, we're gonna move on. Oh my God. Okay, sticking men. I said eating. Interesting choice. Uh, for that round, we're going to go ahead and we're going to award Sophie the most points for easily being the most funny. Um, are you all ready? Round two. Clever Clarissa is so clever, she was able to cable with blank. I'm going to say it one more time. Okay, you ready? Clever Clarissa. Do you remember the show, Clarissa? I used to love Clarissa, yeah. Um, clever Clarissa is so clever, she was able to cable with blank. I'm going to give you five seconds. Five, four, Sophie, you've already done it. Three, 
two, you see what I mean about the pun machine working? Yeah. You can see the cogs turning, right, Juju? Mm -hmm. One, and go. Okay, Sophie Scott. Clever Clarissa was so clever, she was able to cable with. I feel weak on my puns now, I feel I've lost it. But her toes. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, okay. Mixed reaction compared to your last hit. Maybe a one-hit wonder, this one. Okay. Clever Clarissa is so clever, she was able to cable with. A toothpick. So, oh, I got some ooze. <laughs> ooze. I think that's pretty good. Clever Clarissa is so clever, she was able to cable with. Clairvoyance. Oh, that's pretty strong. That's pretty good. Okay, and Clever Clarissa was so clever, she was able to cable with. A pencil. Very nice. Very sophisticated answer. Let's go for the last one, shall we? There are going to be prizes. That one, that one went to Megan. Megan easily was the funniest with clairvoyance. That was great. Last one. Forgetful Fiona. Who are these people? Are these people you actually know, Crystal? Are these people in your life? No? Forgetful Fiona left her stitch markers at home. So she used blank. Oh, no. I did, was that a real oh, no from someone? I'll say it again. Forgetful Fiona left her stitch markers at home, so she used blank. Oh, got some confident answers here. Yeah, okay, yeah. Very much she is, yeah. Da 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 We should have that as a thing. We, don't, we didn't do sound effects for this. This is rubbish. Okay, um, Sophie Scott, we're going to start with you again. Forgetful Fiona left her stitch markers at home, so she used... Her headphones, because she was listening to the Pomcast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Forgetful Fiona was <laughs> left her stitch markers at home, so she used... Hula hoops, the crisps. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Forgetful Fiona... She left her stitch markers at home, so she used... <laughs> oh, right. Forgetful Fiona left her stitch markers at home, so she used floss. Yes. Um, and lastly, Forgetful Fiona was so forgetful that she left her stitch markers at home, so she used her memory. Oh, strong answer. Boom. All right. We are definitely going to give a prize to our lovely volunteer for our fantastic effort right at the end there. Give her a big round of applause. Look at all this pom-pom swag going out. Who was that prize from, Sophie? Was that prize from someone? Oh, she's going to find out who. Okay. I will look at my clipboard while that happens. That was from Karen Oberg, and she's in the marketplace. You should check her out. Thank you. Hey, fantastic. Check your hand of applause. Okay, so uh, we've got a pretty exciting segment now. This is a segment that we do quite a lot on the Pomcast. Um, I only met her today, uh, having listened to her voice many times uh, while editing. Uh, we have a wonderful segment with friend of the podcast, Juju Vale. Uh, please climb to the stage, Juju. <laughs> so people know Juju as our yarn guru, our craft guru. Any query relating to fibers, fashion, affairs of the heart, gossip. Juju gossip, Juju's our gal. And we have a feature on the podcast where we asked you guys to write in, what would Juju do? And these are questions that have been sent in by listeners by email so they can be here via the magic of the internet 
Juju's going to answer their questions. Question one is from Melissa Poynton. I have a question for Juju. What are your best tips slash tricks for adapting patterns to body shape? For example, my boob measurement uh, fits a larger pattern size than the rest of my measurements. So choosing the right size can be difficult. We've all been there. I'm sort of guessing with my adjustments how to make it fit better. I've played around with a few ideas, but nothing is foolproof. I feel we should all say this at the end. The what would you do, everyone? Juju has this exact problem. Okay. <laughs> I have tiny little shoulders and more here. <laughs> Who else has this problem? Anybody else? Oh, I see lots of hands going up. And I would say, I'd like to know if other people agree. Um, okay, so these days I make things to fit my shoulders and I let them stretch around my breasts. But... Um, and you can do that in knitwear. You can't do that so easily in sewing. You have to add darts and so on. And I think it probably looks better to just let it stretch over your breasts. What do we think? Yes? No? Yes? It was a murmur. I mean, the other option is adding extra uh, room in your breasts, making, yeah, shaping. However, I've seen a lot of that on Ravelry done in variegated yarns. And it's basically like you've got this big arrow pointing, not good. So beware, okay? Only to be done in solids. Yes, I see lots of nodding heads. Good, good. Thank you, Juju. You're welcome. You don't have that problem, Sophie. Well, knitting with variegated. <laughs> you mean knitting with variegated yarn? I mean, you have beautiful broad shoulders. Thank you. Question two. <laughs> you said you didn't have any jokes. <laughs> Question two is from Claire McCarthy. I have a question for Juju about dropped or missed stitches in lace patterns. Not that this would ever happen to Juju, but, <laughs> but if she was knitting a wonderful lace shawl and realized she got to do one yarn over in a pattern, but didn't notice immediately, but then noticed the pattern is off by one stitch and it looks funky. This happened a few rows ago. Is there a clever way to fix it without having to rip back several rows, and several hundreds of stitches of a shawl. I mean, what if there was a lace central motif around a garter stitch border? Mm. Here's the question. What would you do? Kate, do you want to know the real truth? <laughs> Shushu would ignore it. <laughs> Shushu is too lazy to rip back. And also, I, like, I think that your eye wants to see pattern. It wants to look for things to be repeated. It doesn't look for difference. It looks for similarity. So in an all-over repeat, if there's a small mistake, your eye will just glance over it. And unless you are one of the many knitters who goes, oh, yes, this is, I did knit this myself. Look, look here. This is where I fucked up. <laughs> Don't do that. Instead, say to people, Yes, I knit this myself. It's very nice, isn't it? Don't tell them you made a mistake. Nobody will know. That's, that's cheating, but that's, that's what I would do. Well, there we go. It's a good philosophy. Thank all you. All right. Question three is from Emily Rowan. We all admire Juju's amazing photography skills in Pom Pom and other places in the knittersphere. Just wondering if she has any top tips for us amateur iPhonographers wanting to document our knits. Would she use apps? editing, filtery goodness, etc. The question is, what would you do? Um, 
<laughs> you take photos of pom-pom, remember? <laughs> I do, yeah. I don't use my iPhone, though, for doing that. Oh, well, just general photo pom -pom, advice, yeah. then. I do use every new app that comes out for photography I have a little play with, and they're all the same. Don't think that they're not. They all have, basically, uh, they call it something different, but it's the same sort of features. And um, it's worth playing around with them. Uh, what else Any favorites you can think of? I like Color Story. Does anybody use Color Story here? They, yeah. Yes, a few random. And they will now. <laughs> I forget the other names of the... I use Color Story the most now. Um, I am, you know, I subscribe to Adobe, so I use all the Adobe products and love them very much. Yeah, that's kind of all I got to say on that subject. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you to Juju. Except, oh, except that I do always tell people... Yeah. I'm a big fan. This isn't a photography tip. But this is a tip for anybody who is interested in color, is all that there's a ton of uh, really great apps for capturing color. So if you see something, like if you see somebody walking around here in an amazing sweater, take a snap of the picture of their sweater or anything that you see that you like and then use a, uh, a color mapping app to just pick out the kind of main colors of that. And that is brilliant for kind of coming up with new and interesting combinations. One called Kaleidoscope, I think? Yeah. Kaleidoscope is something slightly different, but I did get addicted to that too. Yeah. But also, I think it's really important to throw an ugly color into all your color schemes. Surely no colors are ugly. No, no colors no, are okay. ugly. We're all beautiful. Well, <laughs> well thank you, Juju. You're Big welcome. Round Big round of applause. now come to the slightly more somber part of the evening. Can you take my pipe? <laughs> I need to have a drink at the same time as I read. Thank you. Tonight we'll be reading excerpts sent in to us by pom-pom listeners and subscribers and buyers. Our first story comes to us tonight from Julia Farwell Clay. Julia is apparently in this audience. Where is Julia? Where are you? Oh, there she is. Give her a wave. Say hi, Julia. Say hi. I'm sorry this happened to you. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's begin. 
My story takes place after seven years of trying to figure out what I could knit for my husband that he would actually wear. <laughs> my husband refuses to wear anything that I knit for him. Understand that he loves my knitting to the point that when I knit him something, he wraps it in tissue paper and puts it in a drawer because it's too precious to wear. But this standoff between us after the first seven years of my unsuccessful attempts to get him to wear something, anything, that I made, which included custom-fit socks, a perfect scarf to match his favorite sport coat, two vests, one plain and one fair aisle, and a cardigan with pockets. In despair, I turned to his mother for advice. Well, you can always knit for me, she said. It took a little doing in the pre-ravelry age of yarn to find the perfect shade of tealy cornflower blue. I knew she would love an alpaca yarn, and I cast on for a polo neck with a gancy yoke detailing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it was going to be a surprise for Christmas, only a few weeks away. She would be delighted because she was so impossibly soon after our conversation and so perfect a sweater and suited to her tastes that I knew she would be, by example, convert my husband's too precious to use way of thinking about knitting things because she would wear the hell out of it. So I cast on, I plowed through it. Ten, six, four days to go before Christmas. But alas, one morning I came downstairs to set up the coffee maker. And there was tealy cornflower blue yarn all over the kitchen floor. That's right. The sweater body and one sleeve were unraveled and strewn about, some ends wrapped around stool legs, others leading out into the hallway, where several of the balls were snarled into a nest on the black doormat. And curled up by the couch was an almost recognizable segment of sleeve was my standard poodle, George, gleefully ripping away at the fabric. He was covered in torn bits of yarn, chewing and spitting out shreds as he made them until he caught the sight of my face. Suddenly, what had been a jolly game of shred seemed like maybe not the best idea at all. And he thumped his tail a bit, hoping I didn't mind the mess. Needless to say, the sweater didn't happen, and I figured out that George, never before a dog who had cared about my yarn, had an irresistible attraction to the taste and texture of alpaca, <laughs> as I think we all do. My mother-in-law got a pair of cute tea mugs for me that year, and after 22 years of marriage, my husband still won't wear anything I knit for him. Is his husband here? Can you just send him a message from everyone here at Palmfest? What the hell, buddy? He's a custom-made clothes. Is he a billionaire? It's crazy. I would wear those. Send me whatever you have. We've got another tale, if you're ready. This is from Clara Parks. I don't think she's here, is she? 
Clara Parks is here, everybody. I have a drink for Clara Parks. Wave at Clara Parks. Okay. <clears throat> Our next chair is from Clara Parks. Clara is a knitting... Uh, oh, God, this is quite important. Clara, Clara is the New York Times best-selling author of Knitlandia and is uh, talking about her forthcoming book, A Stash of One's Own, on this stage at 12 noon tomorrow. For those of you who are coming back, who haven't had enough, tomorrow, 12 noon, her story tells of a horror before the knitting even starts. A tale of two twists. She even gave it a snappy title. While those misbegotten stitches can always be frogged, I know what that means. I learned it on the podcast. <laughs> While those misbegotten stitches can be frogged, that disaster sweater repurposed as a funky pillow or tote bag, what happens when a yarn itself goes wrong? There is no remedy. None but eternal misery and despair. I know that of which I speak, for I have witnessed these horrors first. It was dark and stormy afternoon when I first summoned into a dye house occupying a corner of an abandoned mill complex. Jesus Christ, that's so spooky. <laughs> Can you figure out what's going on here? Asked the furrow-browed man at the controls. He pulled a skein from a pole on which dozens of brightly colored, freshly dyed skeins were drying. Dozens more poles of freshly dyed skeins hung nearby. It was a large one. At first, I saw nothing but the lovely twist and ply of a well-made yarn. But suddenly, my eye fell on a disturbance. It was a disturbance more frightening than an earthquake, more terrifying than moths in your closet, more baffling than a two-head shemale on display at the circus. That's a weird line. How did that end up in there? I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. What had been a smooth, evenly plied yarn suddenly hit disturbance and began a chaotic wobble, a constant stutter of twists that drove those piles apart instead of together. It was as if the skein was staring at its reflection in a pond into which a pebble had been thrown, a distorted mirror image. Oh, that's quite scary. There is no technical way this could have happened. Mill equipment doesn't just suddenly reverse twist mid-run. It's a big deal. Sleeves must be rolled up, gears must be changed, intention must be there. And yet this is exactly what happened. Partway through, every single skein in this run, some evil ghost of mill worker past had caused the laws of twist gravity within each strand of fiber randomly to reverse themselves. Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of skeins had to be rendered. Unless you are working on a senior art thesis, utterly useless. The yarn is now gone, sacrificed to the great discount retailer in the sky. But every October, when the moon is full and the tide is high, and the clock strikes midnight, you can still hear the sounds of those lonely, confused plies screaming for help as they were suddenly forced into the wrong direction, begging for mercy that would never come. Take that in for a minute. That's pretty dark. Are you ready for our last one? Okay, good. Can we just say how great it is that the technical team came and gave me this Britney mic? It's fucking great. Okay. Our final tale is from Amy Collins. Amy is responsible for the wonderful festival that you happen to be at right now. 
Um, and this is from a, a past festival, obviously one that didn't go as well as this one. Uh, and the title of this one is, they, they Say Never Work With Yarn or Animals. Many moons before working at Pom Pom, I ran a yarn festival, Unravel, <laughs> in Farnham. The only greater festival is Pomcast, of course. One stall, the little grey sheep, asked to bring along the most authentic accessory possible to supplement the story of their goods, a real-life sheep. No problem, I thought. The sheep will safely sit in his pen outside the venue. What an adorable addition to the festival. What could possibly go wrong? What a fool I was. The day of the festival, the doors opened, knitters arrived, and everyone was happy. Everyone, that is. Only an hour into the show, I hear a buzz on the walkie-talkie. I'm assuming you've got one of those CIA-style talk-into-your-wrist ones. A Britney mic. She doesn't deserve a Britney mic. They're for the stars of the festival. Only an hour into the show, I hear a buzz on the walkie-talkie. It's my colleague's daughter, who is on the front desk taking tickets. A terrified voice emits from the device, Mom! The sheep's escaped. <laughs> That's right. We had a woolly jumper on our hands. <laughs> that is good. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> There's more. I ran to the little gray sheep stall with the hope that Emma and Susie would be able to act as shepherds. A search party was dispatched, but as time ticked on, we were still minus the mutton. <laughs> My thoughts raced from the quiet rural lanes outside the venues down to the impending bus pass. A wave of responsibility washed over me. It would have to be me that brought the sheep back to the flock. How good is that? <laughs> I ran from the venue, joining forces with Susie at last. The sheep was in sight, but trotting towards an oncoming car. The car stopped just in time, apprehending the sheep and changing its direction back to the festival. With some swift crab-like movements, I herded the sheep into Susie's arms, and finally it was safe. It's rumored that the incident of the sheep on the loose was reported in the local travel news. <laughs> Even more unbelievable was that roundabout that the animal was heading towards was actually called Shepherd and Flock Roundabout. Oh, if I had a mic, I would drop it, but I don't, I don't have one. Let's just say I'm glad we don't have any of that, and any animals especially, at Pomfest. This is the end of my book. There are more pages. Um, so we have more exciting things going on now. Uh, so I'm going to bring back onto the stage the lovely Lydia Gluck and Sophie Scott. Eli Block, everyone. Woo All right, so to stop this turning into the Eli show, we're on the stage now for a bit. But, oh, thank you, Eli. All right, so we have what we're calling our muggle quiz. And you all know what a muggle is, right? Yeah. Unbelievably, some people aren't knitters, but we still love them. Mainly because they're friends and family who we're going to invite we on stage. We have to love them. <laughs> so, we're going to invite to the stage...
friends and family. You know who you are. Come to the stage. More round of applause as they walk on stage. So we'll do a little introduction. What's your name, where you come from? <laughs> Hi, I'm Annie from London. <laughs> and how are you involved in Pom Pom? I'm actually the proofreader of the articles and a long friend, a long friend? A long standing friend of Lydia's. <laughs> I'm the long friend. <laughs> but are you a knitter? No. All right, welcome, Annie. What's your name? Where you come from? <clears throat> I'm, I'm Jeremy Gluck, and I come from. Well, it's hard to say where I come from. I'm here now. That's what matters. That's what matters. And how are you involved uh, with Pom Pom? What's brought you here tonight? Genetic interest. <laughs> Lydia's dad, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and how would you rate your knitting skills? There we go. <laughs> okay, and on this side, uh, what's your name and where'd you come from? My name is Kate, and I come from not here, Lincolnshire. <laughs> Wait, and how are you connected to Pom Pom? Via Sophie Scott over there, my sister. Woo! My sister. <laughs> Could you possibly tell we're related? <laughs> It's a sort of, yeah, bit of a resemblance. Yeah. Okay. Well, we kind of know this guy, but let's get a little bit more info. I'm Eli Block. My name's Eli Block. <laughs> Eli, have you noticed that your surname is kind of knitting related? Yeah, I figured that out this week. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? Um, and how are you uh, connected to Pom Pom? Uh, I, I produce and edit the podcast and write the music for it. He writes the music as well, guys. Oh yeah, and, and okay, I forgot to ask, the, do, you, do you knit? Do you know anything about knitting? Sophie has tried many, 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 many times over the years to teach me. It's not her fault I can't knit. I, I'm an aberration in the family. <laughs> but I enjoy watching her do it. That's okay, okay, and Eli, can you knit? Sophie has not taught me anything. <laughs> so it's Sophie's fault? Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Okay, so it's Sophie's fault that these people can't knit. All right, well, I'm glad we sorted that out. So what we're going to do, we're having three rounds of our Muggles quiz. And uh, round one is going to be a question with a one-word answer. We should also say that they're two teams. Oh, yeah, we? so, so let's make sure. Around. Two teams. Team one, team two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> these guys met this evening. I was like... <laughs> All right, question one. What stitch pattern would you get if you work knit one, purl one? Okay, they're allowed to confer. We'll, we'll read it again. What stitch pattern would you get one word answer. if you worked knit one, purl one? The answer is one word. Come on, they're muggles. <laughs> you can say whatever we want, they don't even know. All right, time's up. We're going to take the one word answer. Knitting. 
it's good. It's good. It's good. Okay, team two, you ready? Lumpy. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, amazingly, neither of them are wrong. <laughs> Adjectives, everyone. That's, that's fine. Audience, we're going to ask you, although you pointed out it's a trick question. Stop being so clever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we need you to all shout out at the same time what the answer is so we can educate everyone. Okay. One, two, three. Wow. So rib slash ribbing was the answer. Or more stitch, also acceptable. Oh, also, yeah, yeah, there are many permutations. Those were the but two that we were thinking either. of. But I don't know if lumpy stitch is a thing. It is now. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, we round two. Shiny card. <laughs> round two. Okay, so now we're going to give them three words. One of the words describes a knitting-related technique. The other two are decoys. We need our teams to choose which is the knitting-related term and then describe what it means. Okay? okay? So you can look at your card, and we're going to read out for the audience what you have. Have a look. So this team, we have identify the knitting term from top down, thumbs up, or somersault. Okay, team two have sofa stitch, mattress stitch, stool stitch. There's also conferring going on. These guys are confident. Okay, so we're looking, we're looking for you to identify the knitting term and then explain what it means. Just a reminder, you guys had top down, thumbs up, and somersault. What is the knitting term? We think top down. But what does that mean? Um, I think it's if you like start at the top of the jumper and go down. But also, but also it refers to knitting in a convertible. Well done. All right. Okay. So let's remind everyone, team two had to choose from sofa stitch, mattress stitch, and stool stitch. What are you guys going to go for? We've, we've gone for mattress stitch. Okay. And what does it mean? It means that you're tired and you've been, you've been knitting all day and you're just going to lie down. Or does it mean that you get like a really soft, fluffy stitch, like a mattress? Like a mattress? Because it's really plump. Yeah. 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 I think it deserves a round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the last challenge, we're going to ask for volunteers to join our team. So we need two volunteers. Two volunteers. Hands up. Huh? Anyone. Anyone. We have one. All right. Oh, two. Okay, good. Yep. All right. Yep. Come on, join. Round of applause. It's fine, they're not muggles. Leaping on stage like a gazelle. <laughs> Hello, what's your name? I'm Brooke. Hi, Brooke. <gasps> Woo! Woo! And joining us, we have... Um, I'm Kat. Yeah. Well, then you can just head over this side. Oh, yeah. You can be team two. Yeah, sorry, you've got to be that team. <laughs> I'm going to throw this across stage to Lydia. 
Yay! So, what we have here, as you guys know, we've got a skein. Muggles, we've got a skein of yarn. You can't knit from... Yes, Eli. Yes! <laughs> what? Shush. <laughs> so you can't knit from a skein. We all know this. You've got to wind it into a ball. You, Brooke, you're now part of this team. You're going to help Annie and Jeremy wind your skein to a ball. Yep, and you're going to help <laughs> Eli and Kate wind this skein into a ball. We have a time constraint. Right. <laughs> the winner is going to have the biggest ball. <laughs> the biggest and best, okay? Um, and we need you guys to do the 30-second countdown, all right? Okay, so it's the longest countdown we've done so far. Yep. But we've had a lot of practice. Okay. No, they're allowed to take part in the winding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're an integral, winding. you're now 100% yeah, part of the team. the team. You're really invested. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to hand over the skein. Okay, hold the skein. Okay. Ready? Wait, 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 wait. Wait. We're going to start the countdown. Ready? Nope. <laughs> it should okay. not, you shouldn't need scissors. I've given you a head start. Wait, wait. Okay, okay. we're ready. <laughs> okay, we're going to start at 30. You ready? 30, 29, 28, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, stop winding! Stop winding! I think, oh, I don't know if there's, oh, okay. We're going to go with the old-fashioned cheerometer, right? <laughs> you know how that works, you cheer. As I walk across the stage, you're going to cheer as I point to people, and we're going to decide who the winner is, all right? You ready? Yeah. I want to do that again. All right, go again. I don't know. I don't have any idea and who the winner is. Who cares? You guys should have a better prize for you. You're a good prize. So I think the volunteers should have the prize. They should win. And we've got two lovely prizes. They had to hang out with muggles. Donated by Julie Asselin and Loop. And you can go on stage. Woo! Thank you for helping. Thank you, our volunteers. Yeah. And thank you to our lovely friends and family. Okay, so those of you who listen to the podcast will know that we end our podcast with... Does anyone know? Who's going to... Top three, exactly. So we're going to end tonight with a top three. We have two uh, drink experts who are going to give us a top three and their wise advice on their top three cocktails. So I would like to call to the stage Rebecca and Thea. Come on, here you come. Come on. Rebecca's holding a drink. Okay, so as on the podcast, each of these people will have to choose their top three cocktails, three being, one being the best, put it that way. That seems like logical, but there's been confusion in the past. <laughs> um, unlike the podcast, I'm going to get you to both say three in turn, then your second favorite, and then your first. Does this make sense? 
No stealing. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh. So I'm going to make sure that everybody knows uh, who is who and your relation to the podcast very quickly. This is Rebecca. She has been uh, doing recipes and cocktails for us from the very beginning. And this is the lovely Thea Coleman, who has designed for us. She does other designs too. <laughs> and they're all cocktail related. So, should I give them both a mic? I'm going to give you your own mics now. You ready? Okay, okay. So, so my number three is the Rosemary Lime Gimlet. Oh. Do you want to tell us why? Uh, I'm obsessed with rosemary, as you can probably tell from the tattoos. It's got gin in it. It's got a little bit of citrus, and it's really strong. Yeah. Right, I think my number three is a Manhattan, because that is what we make at the end of the night, pretty much. It's like the 10 p.m. drink, and my husband makes them for me a lot, so I don't have to make them. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a follow-up question? Yeah. Sweet, dry, or perfect? Well, different at different times, but uh -huh. the usually bullet, bourbon, mm -hmm. um, orange bitters, and Luxardo cherry. Classic. There we go. <laughs> nice. nice. And I gotta give Craig credit. Craig gets the credit for that. I, think. I can't. I'm gonna go Negroni. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. That's what I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm gonna say um, it's a drink that I just made a sweater about because it's really good, but it's not a classic thing you've heard of. It's called a Oaxacan rose. It's mezcal, um, lemon juice, a little grapefruit juice, um, and it's really good. So like a Paloma, but with mezcal? Yes, nice. yes. And it's, um, there's a bar near this place I go every Wednesday, and we've started having those. They're really good. <laughs> Number one? Number one. Uh, so... Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a big giveaway. Uh, so my number one is the Manhattan. Okay. Uh, but I take mine sweet uh, with rye, with my own brandy cherries, because I'm a super geek. <laughs> uh, and I blend my vermouths. So I use uh, one, one quarter pantomes and three quarters of rosé. So she does it all right, and I do it easy. <laughs> and yeah, or, and orange bitters. I have my husband make them. I don't. Do <laughs> I need to come to your house. <laughs> um, gin and tonic, number one, yeah. in a variety of ways. Sometimes plain, sometimes grapefruit, some different gin. Like gin and tonic can be made a hundred ways, depending on what you feel like. So I don't have to choose one, do I? No, it's a gin and tonic. <laughs> um, aviation. Aviation, it's an American gin, it's made in Portland. It was constructed specifically for bartenders who are making cocktails as the perfect cocktail gin. Yeah, and with celery bitters, a little lemon juice. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for our expert cocktail top three. So we're nearly at the end of this part. Oh, that wasn't impromptu, thanks. <laughs> And I say nearly, we, you know, it's not the end of the evening. We have John Arvin doing a wonderful DJ set. So stick around for that. And you, if you've listened to the podcast before, which, why am I saying that? So many of you have. You'll know that we like a parody song. And we've done a special one yeah. for tonight for Pomcast. Oh, we need to find Eli. <laughs> we also, we have the lyrics 
so you guys can sing along. We told you there'd be audience participation, didn't we? So Lydia's pointing, pointing at Eli. There he is. So everyone knows Dancing in the Dark, Bruce Winstein. Yeah, there's a whoop. What are you knitting in the dark? We've got the lyrics. We've now found Eli. I, you want to get a chicken thing? Yeah, remember there's food. I think we just want to say thank you for coming. Thank you for knitting. Maybe we'll see you tomorrow at Pomfest. Okay, we've written some pretty cheesy lyrics. <laughs> just warning you. I don't have my head. Oh. That's all right. <laughs> so let's get run. Thank you to everyone who volunteered. Oh, and thank you to Homer's Brothers who did the delicious food tonight. Any of you who are here tomorrow can also have their food tomorrow. Hey! Okay. All right. He's okay. got a mic. So we're going to look over here at the lyrics. Do you want to do like a magic point? One, two, three. It's quite hard. I've got to be off stage in words. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah. guess the, the song, everyone. We don't know them either, so you have to help. I get up in the evening And I ain't got nothing to knit I come home in the morning I go to bed Feeling I need a whip, I ain't nothing but tired. Man, I'm just tired and bored with my stash. Hey there, Pomfet. I could use just a little help. You can't start a project. You can't start a project without a spark. Let's knit together. Even if we're just knitting in the dark. Project ain't getting clearer Come on, get on and I'm moving round the place I'm looking for my needles Wanna change my clothes, my yarn, my gauge Man, I ain't getting nowhere I just can't decide what I want to knit The perfect pattern is somewhere Baby, it starts with just one stitch Can't start a project can't start a project without a spark Let's knit together Even if we're just knitting in the dark We sit around making swatches There's a knit here somewhere and it's lonely I shake the swat off my shoulders Come on, let's take out Ravelry Stay on the streets of London And you'll find pompous happening tonight They say you gotta stay hungry But we had Hummer's brothers, so we're alright I want some knitting action I'm gonna sit right here and try to start a song Gotta keep my head busy Come on now baby, give me some skin to block You can't start a project Just need 
Let's 